Popcorn Bayrill. Hey, thanks for having me out. Throughout the show, we follow the awkwardly magical journey of three adolescent adventurers. However, Magic Isn't Real is a podcast for adults. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. And if you're looking for tickets to my shows, go on to TicketDungeonMaster.com. We're going to be playing Back at the Murder Pit again. We got Foster, Rhode Island on the books. We got L.A. at the very back. Welcome to another episode of Magic Isn't Real. Magic Isn't Real. (laughs) (laughs) As you can see, we're already in prepared. (laughs) We are professionals. Keep buckets underneath your chairs and collect the tears by the end of this. No, I swear this went better in rehearsal. In rehearsal. (laughs) Yes, which we totally have. Uh, Would you turn... (laughs) (laughs) Don't want me. Joined with me, as always, is the French fry to my ferocity, Kayla Tamshiv. Ah, the worst combo. Hi, I'm Kayla Tamshiv. (laughs) I'm Kayla Tamshiv, they, them, and I play Parker Henley, she, her. Parker is a freshman circle of the Shepherd's Druid, and Parker's tagline this week is, it's not magic, it's an illusion. (laughs) (laughs) Arrested development, all right. I didn't prep one and all I could think of, it's an illusion, Michael. (laughs) I am Jonah Pfeiffer, he, him, and on the show, I play Ted Vardaman, the man who had a sudden fall from grace. (laughs) Last episode, Ted's tagline for this one is, when bad things happen, just pretend like they didn't. Then you don't have to talk about it. (laughs) Love it. Take notes. Hey guys, my name is Christian Contreras, he, him, and I play Brendan Rodriguez, the coolest high schooler around. And the tagline for this week is going to be, be the king you were destined to be. Mm. That's just from a comic book. Like, that's that's not even like... We're in three very different moods today. Yeah, I know, for real. (laughs) To bring us back on the same mood, desperation, extra credit! I really need those three rolls. (laughs) Please, please, Oh, God, I hope I can give them to you today. So how this works is we give them two trivia questions, one based in high school test questions, one based on the D&D world. And if they get the high school test question correct, they get a re-roll in the human world. If they get the D&D question correct, then they get a re-roll in any other. When can we get questions about (laughs) mid-anime? I'll run that show. Suddenly me and Jonah are really good at this game. (laughs) We are going to start with the high school test question. This one? I, I really don't know if we're going to get it right or not, but I'm I'm just hoping. I'm praying. I literally got this from Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Ugh. That's where I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here. And if you have questions you want us to answer, sign up for our Patreon and Please you can submit them. Help me out. Also, shout out to our six patrons. For real. Guys, we are 94 patrons away from Jonah powerbombing Christian through a table. Jesus, that oh, is true. Lord. Also, if you sign up for our Patreon, you get the satisfaction of knowing that you personally humiliated us with your question that we were unable to answer with your words. You know how long it's been since I got a reroll? It's no! ridiculous. <laughs> so the high school test question. This one's, I, I usually like do a big description before I get to the actual question, but this one, it's, it's very simple. Oh, God. Who is the inventor of the light bulb? Okay, okay, the real one? 
Or the one that history says. The one that history says. <laughs> but then we can stupid. talk about that because oh I, I have feelings about that as well. We started with Jonah last week. We're going to start... Let's start with Kayla this Teddy week. Roosevelt. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Abe Lincoln. No, fuck. I'm just kidding. That's not what I wrote down. No, this is Thomas Edison. But not really because he stole it. I also wrote Thomas Edison. I wrote Nicholas Tesla. I would give you the point, but it's Nicola. God damn it. <laughs> Could have just said Mr. I, I was really hoping. So... Parker and Ted are both going to get a re-roll in the human world. These do stack. We might not go back to the human world today, but you're going to have them just in case. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm doing great in the human world that I unfortunately do not live in. Ted loves the human world. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody does. The D&D related question. This one comes from the stuttering GM. Actual name is Colin, which we both found quite humorous. Oh. And they are one of our Patreon subscribers. Oh, hey, shout out to you. One. You're Absolutely. the only cool Colin. No, I'm joking. There are other Collins that are cool, but related to this podcast, Jesus. you are the only one. <laughs> they know my style. They know exactly how I want to do this. And they set up this nice little paragraph narrative before actually asking the question. And I thought that was really nice. And I'm going to read it. The Tarask is one of the most difficult monsters to battle in D&D, gargantuan in size, and packed to the horns with health, immunities, and armor. Before 5e, it was actually damn near unkillable. It was required negative health and a wish spell to destroy it in 3rd edition. 4th edition, it would just burrow back into the ground and sleep for so many number of years. So the question is, what is the Tarask's alignment? And additionally, for bonus points, if you can tell me the Tarask's CR... And this is where the eyes start to roll. First of all, that sounds ridiculous in other editions. How the fuck do you get rid of it? Yeah, you, you need a it. fucking wish. <laughs> yeah, that's <was> fucking insane. <laughs> and to get it to like negative five, 500 or so health. It was funny as fuck. I do like that the Tarask just goes peace and burrows into the ground for an extended period oh, of time. I'm dead. And you said what the CR rating too? The CR rating for bonus points. Fuck, Ready for me to. What's the range? I don't even know the range. I think do I get that? <laughs> one quarter to 20. Or okay. one-eighth to 20? I'm going to tell you it doesn't stop at 20. Oh, my God. Your okay. level stops at 20. Ready for me to take a guess? Go. I am ready. Okay. I said the alignment is chaotic neutral, which is probably wrong. Um, and the CR is 14, which is definitely wrong. Okay. I said true neutral because okay. I can't remember, but I feel like it's not really malevolent. It's just like what it does, you know? It just okay. breaks shit. Uh, and I said it's CR is 30. Okay. I put neutral as well because it sounds more like it's a force of nature than anything. Mm-hmm. And I put the CRS 20 because that's that was the highest one we mentioned earlier. Ring the fucking bell. Because Jonah not only got the question right, but he also got the bonus, Woo! which I have to come up with now. And I'm so happy to have been in this situation. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yes, it is a true neutral or unaligned. I knew it was true neutral. Yeah, it's true it's neutral or unaligned. And then the CR is 30 for Do the Tarask. It's almost like I've ran a Tarask. <laughs> That's Beautiful. what pissed me off because I fought a Tarask, damn it. <laughs> I've never fought a Tarask. They seem great. For your bonus, I am going to say you found on the ground a ring. Oh, you found shit. a ring on the ground in this pack's a spell slot. You can use it whenever you like for any spell. Oh. Oh, shit. Well, not any spell. Any spell you have. Yeah. Any, okay, cool, 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 cool. Does that like refresh at dawn? Or no, is this it's just, just a one-time use. One time this off. is a bonus for a trivia-based thing. I'm, I'm not going to give you the world. I one free spell. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I got 
I got the answer right. I just didn't get the That's bonus. That's all I need because I have zero spells currently. <laughs> I was like, ready for the coolest silent image you've ever seen. So Ted and Brandon get a re-roll in the D&D world. Can Finally. I, I just want to take stock really quick. Who has a re-roll in the human world? And if so, how many? Hi, my name is Kayla Temchev. I play Parker Henley, and I have three re-rolls in the human world. Ted. Dang, I'll just have one of each. I have the one I just got right now in the D&D world. One in the D&D? Do you have any in the D&D world? I do not. Okay. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be good. We're going to go back. Back to the nook. (laughs) Yeah. I hear some. (laughs) And we're not doing the little phrases this week? No. Okay. I've realized that forcing improv onto you is cruel and unusual punishment. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's really just like my love for turtlenecks. I fucking hate (laughs) you. Because that was actually a good use of that phrase because it's you you enjoy it, it but it's unpractical. (laughs) You better not cut it out. You can't just erase it. You can't just pretend like the moon landing didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking hate you so much. Quick, Christian, say something about your eggs. I can't think of anything about my eggs. (laughs) This is why we're cutting it. So you've all just been thrown out of the Nook's walls. Pikes with heads on them surrounding, with torches by the gate. Oh, oh, they forgot their stuff. Hang on. And you see a large burlap sack being thrown over the wall. Inside is all of your equipment, along with the clothing you were wearing before. Parker immediately starts piling on all of the layers she was wearing and changes under her big skirt and big hoodie. So within moments, she has like six layers of clothes on again and puts the loincloth outfit in her bag. Absolutely. I'm going to do the same thing as Parker, except I'm not going to put my shirt on. I'm going to be shirtless. Just got to clean it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sorry. I'm not a character in this right now. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm desperately trying to cover my torso with my singlet. (laughs) Just struggling with the elastic. My God, fucking straps. God damn it. Somewhere in the world, someone gasps, knowing that Brandon Rodriguez is shirtless out there. <laughs> oh my god. Can I get a perception check? No! All of us? Yeah, all of you. Fuck. That would be a seven for Parker. Okay. Six. Fifteen. Okay, good thing that you did, Brandon, because you start hearing your phone vibrate. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Real human phone? Real human mm. phone. I pull it out of my pocket. You pull it out, and you see it's your mom. I'm going to click the little volume button and put her oh and my put it back in my God. pocket. Mm. Mm. Good thing you are on a different plane of existence. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. You do that, and you get a message from your mom right after that. She says, call me whenever you can. We got to talk. And I'm going to start typing, <laughs> and then I'm going to just put it back in my pocket. You're the fucking worst. <laughs> Ghost your mom. Good Ghost God. your mom. Wow. And you guys have two paths before you once again, one leading to Finnedale and one leading to Fernfeather, where we were off to in the beginning. Okay, so we need to find a place to rest because I don't know about y'all, but I'm kind of wiped from all that rabbit spider fighting. We need to cool our heads. I'm going to grab one of our bags. And I'm going to start making my way down the trail. Which trail? The one that we were taking originally. The fern feather? You got it. Yeah, I'm still hurting in a lot of places, so uh, I- I'll catch up with you all if you want to go ahead. I'm I'm just going to lean on my stick. Brendan keeps walking. Wait, Ted, you're not coming with us? No, I am. I am. Just very slowly. Very slowly. Do you need help? I can heal you, or... I, I mean, 
Yeah, if if you got some juice left, I, I don't I don't really have much juice left, but I did find this cool ring. <laughs> <laughs> no, of of course, of course. And then Parker just starts vomiting into her hands. Oh God, what the <laughs> fuck? Not like that, not like that. And it whips out ten good berries. Oh. And hands five of them, like shakes them uh, in her hand, and hands five of them to Ted. Okay. Yeah, that's thanks, thanks, Parker. Of course, they also give you nourishment. Did you know that? I, I didn't, but I am really hungry. Yeah, they give you actually like the full amount of nourishment that you need for a day. That's specific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read it in a book somewhere. <laughs> I will nom down five or six of those berries and try not to fucking gag. I imagine they're like gushers where like there's juice uh, on the inside. Yeah, they're berries. Mushy. Uh, thank you. Of course. I'll say you took six and I have four remaining good berries. Yeah, a little faster. All right. Uh, yeah, let's kick it up to a trot. Okay, because uh, Brandon's getting uh, pretty far ahead, so come on. Yeah, he's he's angry walking. You ever he's, seen a guy angry walk? Uh, it's a it's a combatively fast walk. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's like really fast. <laughs> yes, his legs are so much longer than ours. We never had a shot. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> Parker starts speed walking to catch up with Brandon. Yep. All right. Let me let me know how he's feeling. Are I'm you coming. Not- I'm coming. Okay. I'm hobbling. Brandon, can you slow down for a second? I think Ted's a little under the weather still. No response. Brandon? Brandon? Brandon! Just tell him to hurry up. All right, hold on. No, I got just the thing. I got just the thing. Don't worry, Parker. Oh, I hope this ring does something. Because <laughs> I'm about to try some shit. It doesn't feel good this time. I attempt to turn into Twister. And you do. The familiar bright green and yellow tights emblazoned with lightning bolts appear tucked into my bright green boots. And I say, hello, Parker. I am not in agony. Let us continue walking. (laughs) Parker gives polite applause. She's genuinely excited to see Twister again. Oh, oh, uh, yes. Okay. Let's, let's go catch up with Brandon. Yes, yes, I am very excited to talk to Brandon. That is how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon, Twister's here. Oh, good, he can finally keep up then. Yes. I don't know why you all are looking at me. I can't do a damn thing right now. (laughs) (laughs) The energy is rancid. I'm going to just, as we're walking, just going to keep an eye out for maybe somewhere where we could set up camp that wouldn't be too much in the open, like in the woods somewhere. Absolutely. There is a bunch of little clearings here and there. Once you get deeper into the woods, it's going to be just trees on the trail. But for right now, yeah, there are a couple little clearing spots, places that you can set up camp. Okay. How far are we from the nook that we just, are we literally just leaving? Depends how far you want to be. How long do you want to walk? They left you off at about 11.30 p.m., so it's pretty dark right now. God, and none of us have night vision because we're nope. human beings. We're yeah, people. Right. Hey, can, does anyone see, like, a tree branch that's sitting kind of vertically by any chance? No, no they don't. No. <laughs> okay, Parker's just going to, like, feel around on trees because it's really dark and try and find two branches that seem relatively sturdy and at the same height. Oh, are you trying to, like, set up a hammock? Kind of. Give me an investigation. 19. So you go a little bit inside one of those clearings. You have to walk off the trail for about two minutes, but eventually you do find what you're looking for. Hey guys, I think I found a spot. And then Parker takes the tarp out of her bag 
and uh, attempts to throw it over those two branches to create a sort of roof and then uses the rope to tie the tarp to the tree so it doesn't blow away. Cute. The tarp comes into play. So that all functions completely fine, but give me a performance just to see how pretty it looks. Yeah, Parker's trying to make a little cottage. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like you're trying to do something like that. That's a two. Yeah, no, it looks rank, guys. <laughs> Brandon, this is not your standard of living. <laughs> I figured as much. Guys, check it out. I made us a shelter. Thank you, Parker. Ted, this is exactly your standard of living. Yeah, it reminds me of going camping with my family as a child. Who needs tents, my father would say. <laughs> I was expecting more. <laughs> no, that's about it. Yep. I'm going to grab my hand axe, and I'm going to go to some nearby trees, and I'm going to start hacking away at some limbs and any dry piece of wood that I can find to maybe mm-hmm. hopefully start a fire with. Some of these trees, uh, I'd say you guys walked for about half an hour before finding this. The deeper you get in the woods, you're noticing the thicker the trees are. You're able to find some younger trees that have branches sticking off at your level, and uh, give me an investigation. That is... Damn, minus two. That's 17. 17? Still. Uh, Yeah, you're able to find as many as you were trying to find. Okay. I'm gonna just go ahead and compile them into a little pile in the center and try to figure out how the hell we're gonna light this. It's a good thing I brought my flint and steel, and I pull (laughs) one out of my green and yellow waistband. Are they real? No, it's just an illusion. <laughs> I was really hoping I, I had some, and I, I imagined how good you guys would feel if I did. Yeah, but imagine it. I felt like I a judge there for a second, deal. where it's like, okay, constable, get to your point. I'll allow it, but make sure you're going somewhere with this, and then you got there, and it was nice. Are you trying to make a fire, Brandon? Yeah, I am. It'll keep things away, hopefully. Okay. Parker takes off her old, old lady glasses that are super, super thick. Um, I know there's like a sunlight glasses thing. Do you think it works with flashlight? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> she puts her old lady glasses back Damn. on. Gives up immediately. Damn. I could make an illusion of a fire. Would would that help? No, it wouldn't. I'm going to pull out my PCS. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I did that. Uh. Oh, yeah. No, fuck me. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is there... Anything I could use here in this general area to create a fire with? Yes. Yet yeah, there are so many things. You got all those sticks, right? Yes. Go to the trunk of a tree, scrape off part of the bark, fine it down, create some sort of almost string material, tie that around one of the sticks, tie that string to another stick, make sort of a bow situation, wrap that around another stick, put that into the ground, start wiggling that bow as fast as you can, and that's going to create enough friction to start a fire. You're going to want a lot of kindling around the butt. Are you spacing out on me? I'm sorry. I lost you at fondling. Good fucking God. I have a string. Parker reveals that she took her entire shoelace off. Here, uh, if you put this around the rope on some other wood or something and do the thing where you spin it really fast, I can blow on it with my magic lung thing and we can maybe build a fire. That's a good idea, Parker. I have no sense of temperature, but I really hope that you guys are okay. Thank you. Thanks, PCS. <laughs> Do you want us to call you anything? P- PCS is fine. I mean, that's what I'm always used to being called. Okay. Let okay. me know if anything changes. Okay. Yeah, call you we'll because... but No, I, I would rather you didn't do that. I'm going to go ahead and uh, do exactly what the PCS told me to do. 
I'm going to start cantrip casting Gust. So Parker takes a really deep breath and then really steadily blows air out of her mouth on where the, the stick is rotating. Absolutely. Brandon, give me a history check. See if you actually comprehended what the PCS was saying. That's a 10. Uh, you got the gist. Give me a performance ch- Well, Arcana, since you're using Gust from Parker. 19. All right. With that combined, I'll say that's about a 14, 15. You guys are able to start a fire in about a minute and two minutes. Oh, oh my gosh. I have life skills. We have we have real life skills. That's great, Parker. Uh, sorry. I've never, um, I've never done anything outside before that worked. I'm going to sit in front of the fire and I'm going to just be staring at Ted. Twister gets up. Now that we have this wonderful fire, Twister wanted to thank you for saving Ted's life earlier. You mean saving your life? Yes, saving Ted's life. No, saving your life. I mean, of course we're gonna help you. We're never gonna leave each other. That's... We're a team. It's very clear that Ted needed your help back there. But the good news is now I am here. No. Ted is still here. Ted? Yes. Yeah. The point is, things will go better from now on. I'm sure of it. Yeah, until your little magic trick runs out. Hey, don't be mean. I'm not being mean. No, I mean... He's not Twister. He's Ted. Okay, I could be mean if I wanted to be mean and say that we didn't need to fight and you started a fight. You know what? Yeah, I did start the fight trying to get Ted out of his cage. Well, Twister's opinion is that Ted was perfectly in his element. I'm not looking for Twister's opinion. Up. I'm looking for Ted's. Ted's not here right now, Brandon. Ted is talking to me right now. That's what you think. I'm going to stand up from where I was sitting. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, there's no need to, to stand up from where you were sitting. <laughs> I'm going to start walking up to Twister, which I'm guessing he's taller than me. Literally like an inch. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly deliberate. (laughs) Guys, can't we just sit around the fire? I'm going to grab my arm and I'm going to go over where Twister's forehead is and pass through. No, Ted is here. I step back. But we did it. We made it through that, that murder pit. And yeah, we watched three people die. I'm not sure how I'm feeling about that, but we survived, and on to the next. What do you think, Ted? You think that was a success? I think it would have been, if you didn't always have to be the quarterback. This is getting old. Uh, Wiki Wiki, you're a linebacker? No, he's no, a running back. A he's running a running back. back. Okay, but cool. The whole, the whole little thing that Ted has, he keeps thinking is the quarterback. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's like the fourth time. I'm yeah. I'm like, I, Kayla, canonically am not sure. <laughs> I'm like, was that an insult? Or- <laughs> it's only funny because wrestling doesn't have positions, too. <laughs> I just find it funny because I was like, I got really confused when you asked. I was like, what do you mean? Oh, I'm like, oh, oh, it was an insult. Okay, that's my yeah. bad. That's my bad. Dang it. And I have to get back into serious. Yeah, movie. you don't always have to be the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to grab where I'm assuming Ted's shirt would be. Yeah, it's like my waistband. In the, yeah, in the, in the illusion. <laughs> do an investigation. It looks like you're grabbing me by my tights. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pull you in closer. Kiss. Sorry. <laughs> 
This whole fucking Twister thing is getting old. You are not Twister, you're Ted. Why do you keep trying to be someone else? Because the moment I stepped in here, I knew I could be something much, much better, Brandon. But you don't know what that's like. You're right, I don't know what that's like. When I leave here and I go back to our homeworld, guess what? I'm still Brandon Rodriguez. Who the fuck are you? Are you Ted? Are you Twister? Are you one of your other mass faces that you have behind there? Brandon, what the fuck? That was so mean. I'm trying to get him out of this. This is not... What's so wrong with Ted? There's nothing wrong with Ted. Twister starts to look wrong. Like, like I can't quite hold the image in my mind. He starts to get blurry. I, I, there's, Brandon, you never been to my house. You never met my brother. But if you had, and Twister just fades into mist, you would get why I just want to be somebody else. I don't know if I can accept that. Look at me. Yeah. I want you to hear this. I only have so much longer in Horizon High. When I leave, that throne is going to be empty. You might think no one knows about you, but I've heard about you. The guy who's always trying. The guy who can't accept defeat. But here you are. Today, I saw you give up. That is not the guy I hear about, and that is not the guy I've met. You are not Twister. You are Ted Vardaman, the future king of Horizon High. I get it. All right? It sucks. I understand. But you are not your family. You are you. And I'm just going to throw him to the ground. And I'm just going to go and sit back down. Pick up myself. Dust off my hoodie. Brandon. I'm sorry I said the F word to you. I shouldn't have done that. I was upset. You're a really cool person. And Ted's a really cool person too. And I don't like it that you two are fighting. Let's just get some rest. And you do. As the fire starts to dissipate, smoke going into the air, we're all able to get a good night's rest. And we're back. Everyone has full spell slots. Everybody has full HP for the first time in a long time. You snuff out the fire. I'm not going to have you roll for this, but um, you can tell that somebody did come up. They just they noticed that you had nothing, not a shit, not food, not <laughs> currency, not an extra bedroll for Parker to sleep in. But just <laughs> Parker actually took off two layers. She took off a hoodie and a sweater it's like, oh, and this... slept on top of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pulled oh up God. and like, these guys aren't gentlemen at all. <laughs> <laughs> they actually left something for you. <laughs> no. There's a muffin basket and a note yeah. that says, gee, guys, I'm really sorry. Parker wakes it's up tucked in with a blanket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a hand-stitched what quilt. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Parker puts all of her layers back on for it is morning. I'm going to start picking up my stuff. Awkwardly packing up camp. <clears throat> Weird morning after. Um, I don't know if you guys are hungry, 
But um, Parker reveals four good berries. Good God. Each of these provides a full day of nourishment. So if you want one, it'll make your tummy feel better. I'll pick one. Thank you, Parker. Mm -hmm. I shall as well. And Parker pops one too. And you're not hungry anymore. Nice. That's very convenient. You're telling me. (laughs) (laughs) They don't just heal you one hit point. They also provide you with a full day's nourishment. And you guys pack up your camp and you are back onto the trail. Are there any signs on the road that say how long it is to Fernfeather? <laughs> it's not like far, far away. There, there isn't an, a sequence like that where we're going into funky town. But um, you do start to see that the trail does start getting a little bit thinner. It looks like not as many carts come through here because, as I said, these trees are starting to get very, very thick. 99 bottles of Glarn on the wall. 99 <laughs> bottles of Glarn. <laughs> Parker hums quietly to herself. <laughs> Eventually, about... An hour down the road, like it's, it's a decent trail. You start to notice that it appears to get darker, even though it's only about 11 a.m. right now. You look up and you see that the trees are so massive that they're starting to block out the sun completely. And you start going through these dark woods. Finally, you see a sign that says, Welcome to Fernfeather. Do what you must and be on your way if you would be so kind. Sign claims that you have arrived, but you don't really see anything in sight except for these thick red-leafed trees around you. Can I get a perception check? Perception. Oh, that's odd. 22. Good God, you got it. I got a one. One. Seven. Seven. Yeah, you guys are still filled with so much testosterone, you fail to see the bigger picture. Meanwhile, Parker, about 50 yards away, you see a cloaked figure with a basket and a cane start walking in between the path. Hey, guys. Um... I see a cloaked figure with a basket and a cane walking about 50 yards away from us right now. Thank you, Christian, for laughing at that. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have company. They're just walking back and forth. They're not like they haven't paid attention to us or anything. Now that it's pointed out to you, you see that they're walking kind of in between a couple of alcoves in that same general area, but they're crossing in between the path. He's in this little patch of where these bushes are, and he's going from bush to bush. Okay. Parker's going to turn into a squirrel. Mm-hmm. So Parker is going to look at the boys, um, be like, give me one second. And then um, her skin is going to start growing fur rapidly as she starts shrinking and shrinking and shrinking until she's just a little squirrel. She is going to scuttle up a tree and hop from tree to tree until she's over where the mysterious figure is and can look and see what's going on. Oh, there she goes. Going from tree to tree, you're just trying to get a look at this guy? Yeah, I want to see if when he's going from bush to bush, if anything is changing. Okay. Are you trying to be stealthy? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, give me a stealth check. Oh, let me Oof. look at squirrel stats. Yeah, I did roll it too, though, so let's see. Ooh, well, he didn't roll great either, so we'll see how much that gives you. <laughs> That's a three. Oh, too bad. His head starts to twitch a little bit, and then he looks up right at you. You see a beak and a feathered face with scrawny gray feathers. Oh, hello, little friend. Mind you helping me find these nuts? And he's going from bush to bush collecting nuts into the basket. Squirrel Parker will scramble down the tree and help him collect nuts. Absolutely. Give me a, give me an investigation. That's a nat 20. You help him fill the entire fucking (laughs) basket. For a total of 22. Parker's new calling is squirrel, nut collector. You're able to gather enough for him up in about two minutes, and he's not having to bend down with his cane, and he says, oh, thank you, my friend. Wait a second. I didn't cast speak with animals. He looks right back at you. 
Parker gives a little wave with her squirrel paw. Is that you, Greenie? She lifts her arms as if to suggest a shrug. Oh, you are a curious one. Oh, well, thank you so much for your help. Seems I should be going back to the village now. And you see he lets down the hood of his cloak and these wings that go about six feet wide. And he starts going upward. I'm going to grab onto his foot. Give me a sleight of hand check. Why am I doing this? It's an 18. 18. So you grab on to one of his... Mm, that was so cool. You grab on... You Remember grab that? on to... Fucking... I can't do this one fucking take. You grab onto his talon and you start flying upwards. Boys? I was going to say, do we see it? Like how far Yeah, you totally sh- see okay, this. Okay. Remember that time right before we started recording when I was like, guys, I don't really want to separate the party. Yeah. <laughs> There she goes. Shit. Start chasing after them. Yeah, so you start running. And let me give it perception. Brandon, you climb a lot of trees. (laughs) No, not at all. You two need to talk things out. No, guys don't do that. Yeah, no, (laughs) no. Hey, schoolboy. He just keeps going up and up and up till eventually you can't see him anymore. Shit. Uh, Man, I'm too stocky for this. (gasps) What are we going to do? She had the rope too. Fuck. Straight up, huh? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking. Straight to help up. you out, back to Parker. Oh, God. Okay. okay. You pass through the trees, and you finally see sunlight. And it's beautiful. You see that there is wood and stone buildings on top of these trees. And there is a full society connected by bridges, kind of like the Ewoks, except it's on top of the trees. Mm. And there are full structures, a full community, a fountain, and it looks very nice. It looks almost Victorian-esque as opposed to the medieval that you saw in Finnedale. And you see there are a bunch of these bird-like creatures all around you in Fernfeather. And eventually the old man looks down and he says, Oh, my friend! <laughs> you hitched a ride, didn't you? Oh, come here. And he picks you up, starts patting you on the head. Is there like solid ground up here at all? Oh, yeah. Cool. So Parker is going to, one, nuzzle him a little bit because it's very cute. And then two start growing, and what? the hair is gonna start what? sliding down into skin until a fourteen-year-old girl is revealed. Hi, I was hoping I could ask for a favor. Oh my god! Here, and he whips his cloak off and he wraps it around you. I'm still dressed. I understand. Are are humans not supposed to be up here? It's just, what's a human? Okay, um, I'm from a different plane of existence. I'm trying to come here to get some help, and you seemed really nice, and I helped you, and I was wondering if you could help me. I'm really not sure what all I could do. I'm not as spry as I once was. How could I help you? I mean, That's you okay. helped me with nut picking this morning, but, but I... Uh, what do you need? Well, one, I do have two friends that I did leave on the ground when I grabbed onto your shoe, so... Regardless, I'd either like to get back to them or get them up here. But are you familiar with Finnedale? Yes. And are you familiar with the Nook? Yes. Are you a pro the Nook or anti? No, 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 no. Cool. People cool. up here do not like the Nook. Great. Well, um, they're kind of kicking Finnedale's butt right now, and their army consists of like twenty people. So I'm trying to gather anyone who'd be willing to help us. Do you oh, well, think? Well, that's a shame. I apologize about that. For, first, and he goes over to the edge of one of the platforms and he kicks off a rope ladder. And you boys 
see a rope ladder falling about 10 yards away from you. Well, that's convenient. <sighs> Always with these fucking rope ladders. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I want to start going up the ladder, and I want to make sure to go first this time. Mm. I follow behind. And eventually you guys make it to the top. It's okay. H- hello, boys. M- my name is Grey Worm. Please try not to make any loud noises or cause a scene. I'm going to take you all to our council, and and, and then I'm going to try and repress all of these memories. I found the village. Good job, Parker. Okay. When you say repress all of these memories, I'm so sorry. Did I frighten you? Just slightly. I've never seen anything like you before in my life. The part where I turned from a squirrel into a human being? Oh, no, that, that... I, we have druids. Okay, good. So it's just the being a 14-year-old girl thing. I have no idea where you all came from. But if there is someone you wish to talk to, it's not me. Okay, well, I'd be very grateful for an introduction. Okay. And he leads you all through this beautiful town. It's not very large, but it is wide. Their buildings don't go super high, but they are almost open. Everything's kind of gazebo-esque. Long panes of glass. And as you guys walk through this center of the town and then through, there is a building that has a bunch of big columns on it, except these columns are made of wood. As they lead you through, you see there is a large circle table where there are four other bird-like creatures, some wearing armor, some donning dresses, and Grey Worm goes up to them and says, Gracious Council, I am Grey Worm. I live over on the third branch. I was met by a couple of creatures whom I do not know, but they do wish to confide in your counsel. May I leave them with you? One of the larger birds in this silver and gold armor looks over. Well, I wouldn't want to be rude. Please, allow them in. And off with you, Grey Worm. Have a pleasant rest of your morning. Thank you. Thank you so much. And he bows, and then he walks out. Thank you, Mr. Grey Worm. Absolutely. Good luck. Takes his cloak back, puts it over his head, and walks back through. Oh, my name is Parker, by the way! I don't want to know that. (laughs) Keeps walking. (laughs) I'm going to step in. As you all step in, you see that there are these four creatures, all bird-like. I won't tiptoe past it. These are Aarakocras. Or as we like to call them, bird people. Bird Bird people. people. (laughs) There seems to be someone dressed in purple robes and a monocle with brown feathers. There is another, the one I said in the gold and silver armor, tall, looking late 20s. There is another, the oldest of the looking, but only about mid-30s, pearls on her neck, wrists, pure white feathers. And there is one more in green robes. He has black and yellow feathers. The PCS in your guys' pocket starts to ring up and says, oh, a little bit about Fernfeather. Many walk past it without knowing. It's connected by these tops of the trees, complex system of buildings. Hey, PCS, Mm. we did just experience that. I was going to tell you more, but I was just reading from... You know what? No. Bye. And he shuts himself down. Okay. And you are now in front of these... Four bird-like creatures. Honestly, I thought they might not like us talking to the PCS, but now I've offended the PCS again, and we were just kind of starting to get on better terms. <laughs> I was going to start telling you about the places that you're going to, but th- the more you're like, we know. Like, no, I'm not going to give you information about that. No. 
it's just kind of funny when you tell us the thing that we just went through and the PCS could have said that before we did the thing. We and just how they through. function and what religion they serve. You can figure that out. Okay, figure it out. <laughs> so you all are in front of these four bird-like creatures. I don't want to Google everything. The one who looks to be the oldest with the pearls stands up from the table and says, What are you? You're humans. Mm, humans? I've read about your species. Really? Yes. So you know where we come from? Not exactly. You don't seem to have been from this world, that is certain. But we confide with the Lord of Light. And he gives us information across the cosmos and our origin. And we know that we are only a stepping stone to the next generations to get back on track. But humans, I'm not sure we should have you along with our council. We came here looking for help. The one donning the gold and silver armor says, And why would we give that to you? Because I've heard tales of this place. Look at Brandon with a sharp glance. I've heard tales that all of you are an honorable people who value all things beautiful and true. Is that correct? The woman with the pearl steps back in and says, That does ring true. Then I must tell you, that I'm sent from where I come from as a representative from the songbird. I am the last hope of the bards of Earth. And if you do not help us, then our music will be snuffed out forever. The, the songbird? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar. Those among you who share the bardic spirit will understand what I mean. Everyone around the table is looking at each other with just like side eyes and like, what, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Make out. <laughs> <laughs> face. Parker and Brandon are like, what the ever loving fuck is this? <laughs> I was just seeing where he went with that. Yeah, like weird lie, Ted. <laughs> the one with the monocle says, well, I'm not sure exactly what your purpose is coming here, but you should know if you've read of our race. We live and let live. Whatever happens down below, their conflicts are theirs. We, not to sound presumptuous, are above it. Do you live and let live when the hunter's axe bites your home? No hunters can make it to our skies. The nook shall, if they are not quelled. Persuasion. That is... 13. 13. You're starting to get a little bit of support around the room. But amongst those who care, and those who matter, you're sort of talking to a brick wall. The smaller one, the black and yellow feathered, says, Well, it is always within our morals to be kind to others, no matter who they are. Yes, Greeny, but you must know. You are the youngest among us. You must look to our guidance so you may once lead this party, this council, as wise and as gracious as we do. Our people come first. Kind elder, why do the old and wise plant the seeds of trees for the coming generations to flourish on their fruit exactly infinitale i have seen with my own eyes children called to action to help defend what they have the little that they can cobble together with what is theirs they do not share the blessings that your people share the gift of flight they are vulnerable in ways that they cannot fight without assistance Perhaps there is some wisdom. I don't within. believe that there is any quarrel that we hold with the Finnedale people uh, coming from the man in the gold armor. But that does not mean that we should interfere. We are not a police for the world. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> now we're advocating for imperialism. <laughs> it's like, ugh. Be that as it may, Brother Longclaw, throughout the generations, we've only taught kindness. We have become a stuck-up race. How dare you speak to me in that tone? Really? You may be the eldest on the council, but that does not make you a god. It doesn't make you a rightful ruler. I believe we should hear them out. We shall put it to a vote. If not for the compassion in your heart for the people of Finnedale, think of the Lord of Light whom you swear to and the blessing that they themselves have laid upon the people of Finnedale. Would you allow a shrine of theirs to be desecrated and fall to darkness? Give me one last persuasion roll. That's a 21. <laughs> yeah. Natural or unnatural? Unnatural. Unnatural. Wise words, human. Perhaps what I read in books isn't what reality has shown me today. It shall be taken to a vote. On the topic of aiding Finnedale, yay or nay across the table, I, overseer of architecture, Brighthelm, vote yay. And the woman with pearls raises her hand. Secretary of Defense, Brother Longclaw, the man in the gold, steps up. Well, we do have the soldiers. However, I don't want any of our blood to be shed to save those lying in the dirt. And he puts a thumb down. The other two I'm going to be rolling mm-hmm. to get their vote. Using modifiers that I've been placing due to the persuasion rolls. Next is Greeny, head of agriculture. The younger one in the black and yellow feathers. The true. Hey, you're perceptive. (laughs) He stands up, though he isn't very tall as the rest. Says, Well, I know that I have much to learn as a council member, and that our people need leaders to look up to. And if we do not aid our brothers on the ground, then how can we call ourselves anything but cowards? And he puts his hand up. Last vote. Must have a majority treasurer. Silverwing, the one in the purple and the monocle, stands up. Well, I know that this would be a bitch of a budget. (laughs) I, um, I know that there isn't much that I like to come forth in terms of foreign affairs. But as a member of this council, adjust his monocle, I believe... I believe... Perhaps we should give the people a chance. And he puts his hand up. They are just as us. Though they do not have feathers, there's no reason that they should be pushed into the dirt. Long claw. And the one in the gold armor shrugs, puts his arms into cross, says, All right, well, don't think we should give our services for free is all I'm saying. Oh, no, not at all. The treasurer, Silverwing, purple robes, steps up once more and says, There is something that would be very lucrative for the both of us. Though we do have many able troops, we have had an issue for quite some time. We would consider aiding our allies from the south, but only if we have assistance first. A favor for a favor. Sounds fair to me. Brighthelm, do you mind walking the humans over to the hatchery? I believe I know where you're getting at this. Thank you, Silverwing. I shall take the humans. Are we about to be put to work in a nursery? <laughs> that was funny. You must raise these Aarakocra as your own. <laughs> Pure white feathers leads you out, 
and you can hear the clicks of her heels for each step that she takes. She walks down a wooded section, and she drops down to a knee right where there's a drop, pulls back some of the leaves, and says, Do you see there? Those marks going up the trees. There has been a pack of marauders climbing up our redwoods and stealing our eggs from the hatchery. If you can put this threat to an end, I would be sure that the council would bring forth our soldiers to your aid. Worry not. They will face the music. (laughs) There's a theme with you. I like that. (laughs) We'll take care of it. Don't worry. I'm happy to hear it. Now, we know nothing of them. Not what they look like. We only know in the mornings. When it comes to hatching, our eggs are gone. Looks like we're pulling an all-nighter. Sounds like it. (laughs) If you do require rest and aid, I'm sure I can clear a room for you in the States building. But please make this quick. Not for our sake, but for those in Finnerdale. Noted. I shall leave you to it then. Come back to us when the job is done. And good luck. Nice meeting you. Gives you a little head bow and walks off. Can I do an investigation to see if... I know they pointed out the claw marks, mm-hmm. but I want to see if I can't find maybe like tufts of fur or anything mm-hmm. that'll... Any sort of clue? Yeah, there's a rope ladder kind of near the hatchery area. Give me an investigation check. Are you looking at the tree itself or by the ground? I must say by the ground since we already know there's claw marks on the tree. You got it. An investigation, that's going to be a 14. 14. With a 14, I will say you don't see fur. You do see that there are footprints next to the tree. Since you're investigating around the tree and not on the tree itself, I will say you do see footprints and it looks to be a size four. So these with a are heel. Okay. I f- Can Parker also do an investigation? Absolutely, on the tree or on the ground. On the ground. You got it. It's a nat one. Parker falls. <laughs> Parker goes, gets really, really close to the ground to inspect the footprint, and then falls, trips, and like smushes it. You know, you've been having a lot of trouble with that dress. It might be a little too long for you. With the, with my skirt? Yes. Oh, I mean, I, I don't really know what else I'd wear. Pants. <laughs> oh. Fuck, <laughs> 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 you're serious. <laughs> Parker thinks long and hard about her whole life. Well, um, I'm, no, I just kind of ruined the footprints, so they don't know humans, but the woman that led us here was wearing heels, And if they haven't been able to solve this yet, what are the odds it's an inside job? I will say those footprints you saw, I said it's a size four. Like a small fucking shoe. Her feet were much bigger than that, and they have three toes that come out. It's a different different foot. It's like a talon, as opposed to a foot. Okay, so her heels are... Sure, there's a heel on the shoe... But it's it's like a stiletto as opposed to a a a formal dress shoe. Okay, so these well, I rolled a one on my investigation. I'm I'm just going off of his investigation. Yeah. So do they look like you said they look like heels? Do they look like human heels, like shoes? To smell. To smell. That's a really good idea. I want to smell if there smells anything foul or sweaty or unwashed. Please. Investigation or perception, whichever you wish. Ball sack. Uh, you do not that, smell any ball sacks. That is <laughs> eight. Eight. In terms of smell, being that you don't have any sort of primal instinct of your sense of smell, 
I'm going to say you don't smell much other than the intoxicating smell of the sap coming out of these redwood trees. Can I look at the trees? Absolutely. It's a five. They look real pretty. Okay, so something climbed up the trees, probably not in heels, and then turned into something in heels is kind of my thought. As she says that, uh, I'm going to look at the claw marks more closely. Does it to see if it's kind of like them digging their nails and climbing that way, or if they just kind of sprint it up there as some sort of clue to see how they got up the tree. Yeah, give me an investigation again. Now on to the tree. That's ten. Ten? Looks to be two distinct claws going in, pushing itself two claws, pushing itself two claws. Like a sloth? Sharp for a sloth, but sure. Do sloths have two toes? Giant sloth? A giant sloth. Dire sloth. (laughs) (laughs) You hear a voice from about 15 yards back say, It's not anything like that, actually. I think I caught a glimpse of them once. Who are you? Fear not. And he pulls down his hood, and you see it's that younger council member. Greeny. Oh. Greeny. The druid. (laughs) I didn't see them, but I got a shine of metal. I don't think these things are transforming. I think they're using machines to climb our trees. Oh. Hmm. Okay. So, how industrialized are the Nook? Well, I mean, look at these footprints. Nook, they range over six feet tall. If they had a foot like this, they would be malnourished and deformed. So we're fighting little guys with big tech. Well, seems like we're not getting many answers until we wait it out, I guess. Okay. It's out of my place. But I'm young. I crave adventure. If you would like an extra hand in this or a feather, I, I, I would love to try and figure this out myself. Can I do an insight check? Please. It's a 13. Cool guy. They seem cool. Druid. Do you have any battle experience? Uh, not in this form. <laughs> You're a druid, right? That's right. I, I turn into a squirrel to get up here? Would you mind kind of telling me about yourself? Uh, of course. I didn't come from this village Parker as a child. whips out a notebook and starts writing down everything. <laughs> I didn't come to this village as a child. I was brought here as a young teenager, actually. Me and my family, we were kind of nomadic living amongst the trees. They taught me everything that there is to hunting, to trapping, to gathering, how to build a shelter. But eventually, my parents didn't make it. The woods out here, they are a dangerous place. But I was able to actually find this beautiful land above it all. And I threw out my knapsack and I thought, why not live here? They were blown away by my experience and my knowledge of the outside world that they threw me on as a council member at age 18. So you're 18 years old? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm 26. Do you hear the voice in your head? Uh, the uh, the I'm spirit, sorry? The spirit animal? I have a spirit animal. It doesn't talk. What are, you, what are you talking about? I thought it was like a, like a druid thing. Um, I, 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 I've quite experienced in the druidic arts and I'm not so, are you, are you talking about like when you see an animal and you can speak to it or, no, or a plant and you, I, I have a voice in my head that talks to me sometimes. Oh honey, that's schizophrenia. Uh, um, we, we never have... got the chance to thank you for voting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, um, to help Finnedale. Yes, absolutely. You're quite welcome. I have an outside perspective, of course, but the people here a little, a little prissy. I won't lie. 
They like to stick out of conflict, not because we can't help, but because we don't want to give any resources to anything that isn't productive to making us look more pretty or having a new pool installed or whatever. What does the Lord of Light think about that? I think that he would think it's disgraceful. The light shines on everyone, all the creatures of the earth. Why are we the ones to darken that? Greeny is an Aarakocra, right? <laughs> okay. One moment. Little Fern. And he looks down at one of these little bushes, ferns. Did you see where they went? Oh, we might be a little bit too late then. Thank you. Comes back up and says, they weren't a cart. They said they were going east to a small village over there. They, they heard bits and pieces of their conversation, but some of it was in a different language they didn't recognize. You can talk to plants? Yes, all living things. Can I talk to plants? I don't see why not. You're a druid, yes? Parker lays down on her belly and starts whispering at the plants. Hello? Give me a religion check. Oh. Or nature, whichever you wish. Uh, 14, but also, uh, sorry, 16 religion, but okay. I don't have anything that lets me talk to plants. Oh, I know. Okay. I know, this. I know your sheets. I have them pulled up. <laughs> Hello? Mm, I'm sorry, Parker. You might just need to be a bit stronger to do that. Parker looks at Greeny to see if... What's up? Um, nothing. Don't worry, child. All will come to those who seek it. Parker tries to think the words, Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Um, what? What happened? Uh, I, 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 no, nothing, nothing. I just, um, I was really scared. I'd been able to talk to plants this whole time and didn't realize, but it turns out I can't do that yet. Oh, okay. It all takes time, practice, and meditation. Parker thinks to her spirit animal, you and I need to have a conversation at some point. Absolutely. Great, thanks. Well, uh, we should go find this cart. Is this a common thing where... You guys get stolen from and they get sold somewhere else, maybe? It typically happens once a month, but it's a decent bit that they end up taking from us. Is it always eggs? Yeah. Uh, we haven't really noticed anything else. No gold, silver, weapons, just the eggs. And none of you have been able to stop it. No, they, they come at the dead of night. Our troops are used to the light. We live on top of the trees. Not many go down below unless you really have to. So if somebody comes at the dead of night, we're not used to seeing something at that darkness. Okay, so I do have one idea. We can follow the tracks that went all the way up the tree. We can follow them down and see if we can track where they lead to once they're on the ground and launch an offensive attack. Otherwise, we're just kind of stuck waiting for them to come and get us again. And I only told my Nona I was going to be gone for a couple days. Well... Doesn't seem like they're going to come back anytime soon, so we can't wait around. Finadale needs our help. Okay. Try to figure out exactly where they went. Would you mind giving us a ride? Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, no, an Aarakocra can't carry people. Yeah, no. Oh. They're, okay. too, they're too light. Let's start tracking these prints, and then Parker's going to turn into a dog. Yeah. Puppy stats, 5e. Puppy. You mean investigation with puppy stats. I believe you get advantage on perception checks, attaining to smell. Let's see. Yeah, I get advantage on perception. Jesus Christ. That's a 13. 
It takes you a little bit of time, but I'll say that you found the trail from the wagon and eventually you get onto the trail once again. And on the trail, it's much easier to see these tracks. They're still kind of fresh and you're able to go through with little to no problems. And as you're walking, eventually you see the cart. It pulled off and there's a little camp. You see fire. You see in the back of the cart. This is about 50 yards away. You see a bunch of these big eggs hanging out. Well, we found our culprits. <laughs> Listen very closely for any sounds of people walking around. Yeah, absolutely. Give me a perception. Nice. Uh, that's 17. 17. You hear the clicks of heels and the cracking of the fire, and you hear these voices in a language you don't understand. I got a cup of tea. No, Shaki. How many? Oh, I'm a dog. <laughs> Are um, they close to the cart? Far away from the cart? They're about uh, 10 feet from the cart. But not in sight? They're being covered by bushes, trees. Can I try and hear how many of them there are that are speaking? Yes. Puppy senses. By the types of voices. That's 18. You can hear two. Parker has no way of relaying that information. Parker's actually going to take her little puppy paw in the ground and draw the number two. Give me a sleight of hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know what my puppy sleight of hand is. It's fine because that's a 21. Beautiful. It's not the pretty. Oh, wait. No, it is the prettiest. Yeah, Parker does a whole <laughs> like calligraphy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with that, they all can see you wrote the number two. Two what? And Parker draws a little stick figure and then a little arrow. That's a 12. It's not as great. It's a little funny. You know, it, it looks like their femurs are split a little bit, but you get the gist that it's a stick person. Okay, so two people up ahead. Woof. And then Parker, <laughs> she doesn't bark, but she lifts up her little paw and kind of points in that direction. I'm going to try to sneak really close to the cart. Absolutely. Yeah, same. Two. Are you sneaking as well? No. Greeny's going to stick with you. You two, can I get stealth checks? 14. 15. 15. I'm going to say 14, 15. All right. They do not seem to notice you. Can I actually sneak around to the other side of them? Give me a stealth check. To flank, so to speak. It's a nine. Got to see? Yeah. A dog. And they both stand up from the little logs they were sitting on. One pulls out a pike from the ground. Says, ah! Here, boy! Come here. And they start slowly walking into the woods trying to find you. I'm going to bark. Use my bonus action, bark. Once they get within 15 feet of me to prompt a DC 11 wisdom saving throw or they become frightened. You got it. And again, this is like a puppy puppy. It's like a little baby basset hound. So she just gives the quietest little, yep. Is that a real stat block? That is a real stat block. The actions are bite and bark. Bark, a dog uses a bonus action to have the creature within 15 feet of it make a DC wisdom saving throw or become frightened until the end of the dog's next turn. You see the one without the pike. So, <laughs> and he starts running the opposite way into the woods. And the other one with the pike is like, ah, Shadaki! And he keeps going. And then I'll use my action to bite the one that keeps going. Absolutely. Are you looking at the D&D wiki page? I'm looking, yes. Is that, that is homebrew. Is that, that is homebrew? homebrew? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, you know what? Dog I'm, stats. I'm just, I'm I have, e. I homebrew everything, so I, I'm, I'm cool with it. Oh, yeah. That ability is homebrewed specifically. That's fine. They're, they're very small people. You've noticed that they stand no more than two and a half feet tall. And when they stand in the long grass, it goes up to their torso. 
the second I hear the bark, I'm going to run to the cart. Absolutely. So one of them runs away? One of them runs away. The other one is still going after Parker and Grainy. And you go to the cart. What are you doing? I'd like to step out and loudly say, if the goblin is in range, if I step out into the clearing, like if he's in sight, uh, loudly say, you want to know what's wrong with Ted Brandon? Here, watch. And I point at the goblin. Is he within? Bold of you to assume it's a goblin. This is. Point up, sorry, yeah, yeah this is. is a white creature. Whoa. And they look. Like <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, why do you have to be white? Uh, I point at the creature. Absolutely. They look back at you, and when you see their faces, you can see their noses Did come one to a bit run of. Run away? Oh, he's running. Okay. But he is frightened of the dog, not you. So he notices you screaming back. And he says, oh shit, the fucking camp. You notice that these things have these little red triangle-shaped hats. Oh my god. These are gnomes. And you see that as you look at the feet, it's the same print. Little buckle on the shoe. These are like little guys. Uh, I'll deal with the dog later. But the eggs! And the two start running at Ted. Should we roll initiative? That's exactly what I was going to uh, say next. Okay. That was a 12. 15. Natural one. Ooh, mm. fucking bungused it. Parker, you are in the grass. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to jump on the gnome by me and bite him. Give me a roll to hit. Seven. Seven doesn't quite do it. He dodges out of the way with his nimbleness. Uh, nah. And you see him rearing his pike onto Ted. How close are them to each other? They've made some distance because of the frightened condition. Uh, I'd say they're about just eyeballing 20 feet. Okay. The gnome that I pointed at mm-hmm. begins to hear things in its mind <laughs> as Ted's eyes start to fill up from behind with a black liquid that splashes against the front of his corneas, replacing his irises and retinas with just a solid mass of ink, wordlessly whispering something. Something horrible that only that gnome can hear. You must make a wisdom save. I had a feeling. <laughs> that is a 13. That saves. Takes four damage. Still takes some, some painful damage, thoughts right there. <laughs> wow, that's edgy, man. <laughs> Dude, that shit, that was, damn, cut deep. Oof. <laughs> he gets down on a knee. Oh. How does he look? <sighs> he just looks like he just saw the boy in the striped pajamas for the first time. So like bloodied? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's just like mentally shaken. All right. On to your enemies. So what's going to happen first is that one who just got attacked by Ted. He's going to try and go and attack for Ted. Just has enough movement to get to you. And he doesn't have a big weapon on him. So he pulls a dagger out of his boot and he is going to go slash at you with that. Yeah, And he stabs down on your foot with a 19 to hit. It's going to be three damage down on your big toe. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) And the other one has his pike ready going for the dog who just tried to bite him. And he's going to try and stab at you, but misses and just falls down into the tall grass. Uh, Pulls himself back up. On to your allies. Greeny isn't really experienced with group battle situations, is more of a hunter, but notices when a trap is set. You see a large black wolf, Ted, come out of the woods. He's using pack tactics to corner this gnome as he goes for a bite 
on its torso, just trying to fully encapsulate the entirety of his body within his mouth. And that hits. Thank God for the plus four to hit. Greeny could kick our asses. (laughs) Easy. Deal some additional damage to him. Not too much. But you start to see that the sides of his white shirt start to grow with blood. And he is not looking too fine. But he's definitely still kicking for a little bit. The other one is completely untouched. And we are on to Brandon, who is behind the cart and unseen. I'm going to make my way like make my way around to the cart to see if I can't find the eggs. Yeah, as soon as you open up the back end of the cart, you see that there is eggs, pigs, wheat, flour. How many eggs are in there? About eight, and they are large fucking eggs. These eggs spawn human-sized birds. They are huge eggs. Don't worry, little ones. Your king is here. I'm guessing where I heard Ted yell, I'm going to go attempt and assist him. Yeah, absolutely. You are definitely close enough. I'm just going to run and punt. Run and punt yeah, that motherfucker. Just like, a, just like a kicker in football. Punt those gnomes. Unarmed strike. I get plus five. So that's a 23. And Tavern Brawl lets me do a D4 plus three. Hell yeah. Seven damage. Seven damage. Oh, you punt him and he goes about 10 feet over. <laughs> and he lands in the dirt. He's not looking good. He's very bloodied. You knocked out one of his teeth. Okay. Ooh, the top of the order, Parker. You're in a duel with this one gnome out in the woods. Parker gives a baby dog growl, just like a... And tries to bite again. Bite again. That's going to be a six. Also doesn't hit. You guys are just swinging and missing out there. Uh, Bonus action. Parker is going to turn into a human girl and just grow. Look at him and point and be like, give up and try and intimidate him. (laughs) And that's that's also a three. No. And he's going to try and go and stab at your leg again. But in the meantime, we are on to Ted. Life is stupid. I'm having a great time. (laughs) I'll just look over to the one who Porker was trying to intimidate as best they could. And I say, yeah, there's more where that came from, Buster. (laughs) That's my vicious Parker. (laughs) Technically true. (laughs) Great. And he's got, mm, that was a five. Nice. Four psychic damage. Boom. Take First damage he's that. taken. What? First damage that one's taken. Oh. Yeah. It's been swinging and missing out there. We got this. Just, did Brandon go for the other one? I went with yeah. the one yeah. that was closer to You guys to are the all Which ganging is- up on this one. The other one is He just got up. punted. Moving on to the enemies. Yeah, he's going to try and stab your foot, Parker. Fair. Uh, 12? Oh, no, I have knee pads on. 13, He bitch. stabs, <laughs> and it just hits the knee pad I and block. bounces off. And it's like, Mah! I lift my skirt to reveal I've moved the knee pads no! from my knee I can't to my do foot. The same bit twice. I'm not doing that. You could do it every time. And the other one stands up woozy, and he's going to attempt to just run away. And he is just going to use his entire action to sprint. This is a job. He's not going to die for this. On to your allies. Greeny's going to go, and he's going to try and bite that thing's head off as it's running away. Oh, and he's unsuccessful. How close does he get, though? Oh, he's up to him in terms of speed. Okay, cool. Yeah, wolves have 40 feet of movement. Gnomes, I believe, have 25. On to... Brand. I was about to call you Braxton. Braxton. (laughs) I'm going to full-on take off after the one that's running away. Absolutely. And I'm just going to try to scoop him up with my hand. Okay. Sorry, I'm just trying to think in terms of movement. You could throw something at him. 
I could throw something at him? Yeah, you would be about 10 feet away. I'll grab, a, like, a rock or something. I'll attempt him to knock him unconscious. Absolutely. <laughs> throw that rock. Do you get advantage because it's kind of like a football? Give me an investigation for a football-sized rock. Okay. <laughs> Holy crap. 14? It's pretty close. Roll with advantage because it's like a <laughs> That's going to put me at a 21. Boom, you hit him. Roll for damage, but I'm pretty... Yeah, roll for damage. Uh, that's four damage. He goes down and you see that as soon as he's hit, the wolf just perks back and is just immediately stopping <laughs> the chase as the gnome falls and drags itself a little bit forward with the momentum that it had and you see the blood start gushing out of its head. Okay, maybe a little too hard. A little too hard. A little bit, just a touch, a little bit. Two confirmed kills for Brandon. <laughs> oh, I wish we had those like volleyball scorecards and it's just for every time you kill someone, we just keep racking it up. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I just say Parker it out loud. At the top of the order. Parker, noticing that this other guy has straight died, is going to be like, we'll, we'll kill you too. We'll do it unless you tell us who you're working for and why you want all these eggs. And she's going to prep poison spray, but she's going to hold her action and give him a chance to respond. Give me that intimidation. (laughs) Not. Okay, that's a 17. Okay. You rolled a seven. I'll do it. I swear I will. You don't know what's going to come out of my hand. Okay. All right. And he sticks the pike in the ground. All right. You got it. Hands in the air. I'm not willing to die for this. Who do you work for? I work for the pan. Look at the cart. And I swear to God, if this is some sort of breakfast fucking pun, I'm going to lose my absolute mind. You go mind. over to the cart, and you see on the side, as it's being pulled down, it's got a logo on it. It's got a little frying pan with a smile and a thumbs up as the handle, and it says the brunchy eggs plorer. <laughs> Are we going to bring this whole operation down? <laughs> well, you know what? It's... Dinner time. Fuck, Ted. No, it's around noon. Don't look at me. <laughs> Brandon. Definitely don't look at me. Okay. Um. <laughs> and you see Greeny starts shaking off his wolf form and he comes back. I, I, I said, I've. this is strange for me. Sorry. Do we want to bring down this whole organization? Is there more of you or is it just you two? Oh, no, we're just, we're the gatherers. Well, you know what? Fuck that. I want my eggs scrambled. I hate you. (laughs) God damn it. listening to this episode of magic isn't real if you like the show please hit whatever podcast subscribe button is available on this platform and consider joining our patreon linked in the episode description for behind the scenes content and just to support the show patrons also get to join our discord server where we all talk chat maybe give a little sneak peek at what's to come who's to say we're just starting out but we cannot wait to go on this magical journey with you credit where credit is due dustin parsons is the game master christian Contreras plays brandon rodriguez jonah pfeiffer plays ted Vardaman, and kayla temshiv plays parker henley this episode was edited by
by Dustin Parsons. Theme music is by Jake the Dead. And art design is by Juniper Whitney. Social media is managed by Anna Rose Pfeiffer and Kayla Tumshiv. Stay tuned for more shenanigans and follow us on social media at Magic Isn't Real Pod on TikTok, Magic Isn't Real PD on Twitter, and Magic underscore isn't underscore real underscore pod on Instagram. If I miss something else, we've linked it below. If you've listened this far, thank you and we love you. Oh, and we lied about the magic. It's totally real. Oh,